Welcome to the Journey Home Podcast. Life is full of twists and turns, and sometimes we get stuck or lost along the way. Our desire is to be a friend and resource to anyone who needs a little wisdom, advice, or encouragement on their journey. But most of all, we want you to know you're not alone. So without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Journey Home Podcast, and uh, I'm recording this, you know, right toward the end of uh, 2020, um, which I don't know about you guys, and for for me in my lifetime, this is by far the most unusual year um, that I can recall. You know, I'm sure in the scope of human history and um, even America's history, there have been years that are just as difficult or or even more difficult but but again i'm i'm 44 years old and so in my limited um lifetime um you know i would definitely say it's been the most unusual year um and that's probably an understatement you know i know for many it's been a um a very difficult year you know a year of loss um suffering even um and and you know of course that that comes with grief um I think there's been some moments of joy throughout the year, but definitely if I had to give a summary of the year, I, I don't think the, um, you know, I don't think, I think the things that I remember most are going to be the challenges and, and the difficulties um, for sure. Um, you know, and I think that's important to acknowledge, you know, if, for any of you listening that have, you know, that still find yourselves grieving, you know, I think that's really important. You know, I think, uh, depending on how you were taught and discipled, you know, some, I think some Christians handle grief, um, and loss pretty well. Um, but I think others, you know, we, we stuff it down or we avoid it or we, uh, you know, we, we, we just have a funny relationship sometimes with, uh, with these negative emotions. And, and it really is important to, um, to make space for that, to, to allow for that grieving and, um, yeah, and all of that. That's not really what I'm talking about today, but I just wanted to mention that um, right at the beginning. Um, but, you know, I have mentioned in previous episodes how, you know, these times of stress and upheaval and uh, difficulty, they do have a way of revealing um, what's really in our hearts, you know, sometimes, um, you know, what we truly believe, what we truly love. Uh, what we truly place our hope and trust in. And, and just to be clear, I'm not trying to nitpick on, you know, anyone who's had bad, you know, reactions or, you know, you, you know, in many ways you feel like 2020 has maybe brought out the worst of you. And again, that's understandable. I'm not trying to give anyone grief over that or condemn anyone. But, but I think overall, though, you know, what comes out of us in these moments, it is, it can be very revealing. It can be very telling. Um, some of you guys know that um you know my family and i we lived overseas um in the middle east for for about three and a half years um you know we were out there serving churches and believers there you know and, and i did that as part of an organization that was sending people to minister the gospel in all you know different parts of the world and um you know an interesting thing that i experienced in that time um you know both you know again in my own experiences but also the experiences of some of my friends and and coworkers um you know i kind of came up with a phrase um and i said going overseas will reveal all the ways that we still need to be transformed by the gospel um 
you know, to put it another way, a friend of my wife, you know, who had spent some time overseas, you know, when she found out that we were going overseas, she said, you will grow more in the next two years than you have in the last 20. Um, and I really believe that, um, that I, I believe that's true, first of all, but I really believe um, the reason that happens is because um, there's just something about that process of uprooting yourself from everything that's familiar, you know, everything that you really rely on, um, that you find comfort in, you know, and, and just putting yourselves in a completely new and foreign environment. It really, um, you know, it's very unsettling in many ways, but it also, again, it has a way of exposing our hearts and it, and it really, you know, reveals the things that we relied on and maybe overly relied on and relied on more than we relied on God. Um, again, you know, a lot of these things aren't necessarily even bad things. They're good things. Um, and they are gifts that God gives us. But again, I, you know, it can become uh, imbalanced when we rely on these things, find comfort in these things more than we find comfort in God, you know. And as Christians, as believers, our ultimate source of strength, joy, security, just all of the those good things that we look for in life, you know, our ultimate source has to be in God, right? Like that's our calling anyway. And, you know, again, that doesn't mean that there aren't secondary sources of, you know, joy and you know, and gifts that God gives us. But again, I think the, the trick for all of us is to keep it in the right balance and in the right perspective. Um, you know, and, and, and that process of, again, being... Uh, removed from or separated from all of those um you know things it can be very unsettling but what i've found is that if we will use that opportunity to root ourselves deeper in the lord and in his love and in his nature his character um we will grow and we'll experience a depth of communion um that we may never have experienced otherwise and so it's a very difficult um process and some people just you know are just so jarred and you know even i think traumatized by it but i think you know i've kind of seen both right like i i think for those who are able to find the lord in the midst of all of that um really come out um with a great or with a greater depth like I, like i mentioned now here's the thing i don't believe that you have to go overseas by do in order to you know experience this this reality, right? Like, I think that um, there is something, you know, in that, you know, just innate to that experience. But again, I don't think that's the only way it can happen. I think really anytime that things in our lives are shaken, you know, we're, we're kind of taken out of our comfort zone or out of what's familiar or out of, you know, what we've always known, you know, I think anytime we're in that kind of experience, it is an opportunity um, to root ourselves deeper in the Lord. Um, one of my favorite authors, um, his name is Dan Allender. He's a he's a Christian therapist, speaker, um, professor, and an author. Um, he wrote in his book, Leading with a Limp, um, it is in extremity that you meet not only yourself, but more important, the God who has written your life. You know, and I think there's just something about those kind of experiences that, again, it brings us face to face with our true selves brings it and it more importantly brings us face to face with God um and you know just to even paraphrase uh 
what I said earlier, um, I believe that 2020 has revealed the ways that the church still needs to be transformed by the gospel. Um, you know, I believe that 2020 is a year that um, where the Lord has been confronting and purifying the church, his bride, um, you know, and again, I, I'm not trying to put any, you know, a word on you that, you know, it's, it's not relevant to you, but, um, but I know for sure that I have felt that way this year. I have felt confronted by the Lord. Um, and, you know, of course that's never comfortable, but, you know, the Lord's, again, the Lord is a good father. He's a good leader. You know, he doesn't confront us just for the sake of, giving us a hard time and he definitely doesn't do it just to make us feel bad about ourselves, but he does it for the purpose of redemption. He does it for the purpose of purifying our love for him. And, um, you know, but, but to be clear, it is not a comfortable process. Um, so I don't think any of us would say that 2020 has been comfortable, um, at all, but, um, you know, I don't know about you guys, but for me, uh, just a few of the things that I have felt the Lord confronting me with this year. Um, you know, I'll give you four things. Okay. One is my idolatry. You know, I did a whole, I did an episode on it uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, but you know, really it's, as I said earlier, it's anything that we put our trust in, our faith in, our hope in more than we put our faith in God. And, you know, I, you know, I wouldn't never have, you know, considered myself an idolater but as the lord began to confront me and expose different things in my heart you know i realized okay i i do put uh maybe i put i do put a little too much value in you know which church i belong to or which group i'm associated with or which leaders i'm affiliated with you know and or you know again what my uh title is or position is you know i i think that you know my heart can find a measure of um you know, comfort in that and um, security in that, that um, is maybe, you know, out of whack. Um, so, you know, just those are just some examples of the the various I idols that the Lord, I, I feel like, has exposed in my heart. Um, another thing that I feel like he's confronted me with this year is is racism. And I know it's been a big part of the national conversation. Um, and this is just my opinion, but I don't believe it's just, you know, random or just you know different groups in society doing i believe the lord is confronting his church i believe he's confronting society but but primarily his church with the racism that is within our midst and that's within our hearts um and you know for even for myself as an you know as an Asian American, you know, I grew up as a minority in this country, you know, it's easy for me to give myself a pass on it and say, well, I'm not racist because, you know, I know what it's like to experience racism. But, you know, again, the Lord has been confronting me with, again, very subtle things, you know, not maybe overt acts of racism, but maybe more subtle, um, you know, layers of racism that are in my heart. And, you know, I've, I've had to repent and search my heart and be challenged in that way. Um, another area where I feel like the Lord's confronted me is just in my priorities, you know, um, just where I give my time and what are the things that I consider important and what are the things that I give time and money to and space to and even just emotional energy to, you know. I think 2020 has, has, has had a way of kind of like removing a lot of the fluff out of our lives, right? Like, um, 
and for me it's been a it's been an opportunity to reprioritize to really boil my life down to like okay what are the essential things you know um let's just say that you know a few months into the new year um you know things go quote unquote back to normal you know whatever that means um what are the things that i want to make sure that i don't let slip away that i don't allow to you know, slip through the cracks again, you know, in my daily rhythms, in my, you know, weekly rhythms, you know, my priorities, what are the things that are essential that I must cling to, you know, so that it's been a great opportunity for that. And then lastly, you know, another thing that the Lord has confronted me with is just um, my own superficiality, you know, just, you know, in, in, you know, some, what are some areas where I have been content to just not let the Lord get too deep, right, in my life, you know, or just kind of let things just linger on the surface and then not even, you know, dig deeper to discover the roots of some of my beliefs or my behaviors or whatever, you know, just because it's painful to do that work of, you know, unearthing the roots. Sometimes it's just easier to keep things on a surface level, right? But, um, but, you know, I, that's a, just another area where the Lord has really been challenging me this year. So those are just four examples for me personally. Maybe, you know, you have felt the Lord confronting you in other things this year, which is great. Uh, my point is not that it has to be those four things. My point is that I do believe, you know, in a very general sense that the Lord has been really confronting his church and purifying his church uh, in this year of 2020. Um I really believe if we will tune our ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church, you know, I think we will hear him trying to address things in our lives, in our midst, you know. Uh, and uh, just my own personal observation, you know, again, I, I'm not claiming to know everything and to even have a grasp of the state of the church, you know, universal. Um, but just in my experience, my perspective, I'll just say, I'm not sure how great the church is at listening, um, let alone to one another, but more importantly, to the Lord. You know, I think we're good at talking sometimes, uh, you know, as James uh, challenges and exhorts us, you know, in James chapter one, he says, you know, my dear brothers and sisters, understand this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to anger, you know, and I just read that verse and very often think, you know, I, I think there are some people who are okay at listening, but by and large, I think most people, you know, our first instinct is to speak. It's not to listen, right? Like we want to be heard. We want to be understood. We want to say our, you know, our piece. We want to, you know, state our opinions. And there is a place for that. You know, I, I don't think we, that's always, that's never appropriate, you know, but again, his exhortation is, we should be quick to listen, you know, and I think we tend to do the opposite. We're quick to speak and slow to listen, but really we should be quick to listen and slow to speak. And, you know, that's a helpful principle, I think, in just human interaction and human relationship. But actually in the context of that verse, you know, he goes on to speak about humbly receiving the implanted word, which is able to save our souls. And so I believe that's talking about hearing from the Lord, listening to the Lord. And if we're able to receive his words, even the more challenging ones and maybe confrontational ones, um, it will result in the salvation of our souls. You know, and again, as I said, I, I don't know how good the church is at listening to one another, to people or to the Lord. You know, um, I think we tend to come to God with our 
you know, our lists, you know, like, you know, the things we are struggling with or the things that we need him to do for us, you know, but how often do we take the time and make space to listen um, to his words, you know, um, you know, and the scripture exhorts us, you know, in other places, second Corinthians 13, Paul writes, test yourselves to see if you are in the faith, examine yourselves or do yourself, do you yourselves not recognize that Christ is in you unless you fail the test? You know, so pretty challenging words there. But again, he is, um, you know, expecting believers to be, you know, a people that is willing to examine ourselves. Um, Psalm 139, you know, the, the author, he writes, search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my concerns. See if there is any offensive way, or you can also translate that idolatrous way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. You know, we are supposed to be a people that is willing to be examined by the Holy Spirit, by the by the lamp of the word of God. We are supposed to be that people. And I pray that we are that people. Um, my concern for the church is that we are, you know, because we feel that we've been entrusted with a message, you know, and that's true as, as well. And we do need to speak, as I said. Uh, but if that's not combined with listening, um, and a quickness to listen, not just listening, but a quickness to listen. Um, I fear that we're missing out on so much of what the Lord is trying to say and what the Lord is trying to do. Um, and again, we are supposed to be a people um, who is willing to be examined. And I just wonder how well we are doing that right now. And so, you know, for this final episode of 2020, I really just wanted to leave you with you know everything I said, but I'll leave you with this thought um, that even in the midst of such a difficult year, crazy year, right? Like, and in the midst of all the hardship, all the loss, all the grief um, of this year, I do believe it is possible for us to finish this year and also enter the new year with um, with a deeper relationship with the Lord, a deeper root system in the Lord. Um, a greater experience of his love for us, a greater love for him and for people, you know, a greater joy, clarity. Um, I believe that is possible, you know, and, and, and again, I don't say that to pressure anyone, you know, I'm not trying to get anyone to perform um, or anything, you know, if you're just like, hey, that's great, Chris, but I'm just happy to just make it to the end of 2020 and just turn the page, you know, that's great, too. That is a victory in itself, for sure. Um but I do want to encourage you that I believe that, you know, there is more available for us. And I do believe that, yes, you know, even in the midst of the craziness, the Lord um, is is trying to do something in his people, in his bride. Um, and I believe that can happen as we, you know, open our hearts to receive, to hear from him. Again, even challenging words where he's confronting and purifying us. Um but I believe that because if we're willing to stop settling for some of these substitutes, you know, that that can replace God in our hearts, um, that we can experience all those those amazing things that I mentioned. And so anyway, you know, we're again, we're here at the end of 2020, um, depending when you're listening to this. But, you know, I want to congratulate you. You made it. You know, it's been a crazy year. Um, but uh, you know, you hung in there and we made it. Okay. So, um, 
I hope that what I've shared today is helpful to you, is encouraging to you. Um, I hope you know how much the Lord loves you. Um, I hope you know that we love you as well. We believe in you and we bless you in your journey. Um, we'll see you next time in, in the new year. Um, have a wonderful holiday. Um, God bless you guys. Thanks for joining us for today's podcast. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a rating and review, and we'd be especially honored if you would pass along the podcast or recommend it to a friend. Before we sign off, I just wanted to mention one of the most popular services we offer, which is coaching for individuals and couples. So on this podcast, we're able to share biblical truth, practical wisdom, but we're speaking on in very broad terms. That's just the nature of the medium, right? Uh, but what coaching allows us to do is to get into the specifics of your story or your situation and apply these principles in a more focused way. And while we can't promise that we'll always find a solution or resolution, many times we've found that it's helpful for people just to have someone to listen and process life with. Sometimes that's actually what we need the most. Um, so if that sounds appealing and you're still not quite sure, we even offer a free 30-minute session for new clients. That's a great way to try out coaching with no financial obligation. Um, you can find more information about coaching or our other services at our website, thejourneyhome.global. And finally, if you want to connect with us, you can email us, you can connect by social media. All of the links to our accounts are in the show notes below. We truly love hearing from you, and we promise we actually will read and respond to your emails or social media interactions. Um, so thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.